Today I want to continue looking at the subject of faith because it's something that uh, some people just don't understand anymore. They seem to think that faith is just uh, expecting God to do what you want him to do whenever you want him to do it. And then people get mad at God whenever he doesn't do things that way. And uh, also, uh, we see people that they just, uh, how do I say this? They just want to uh, make up God's word. Instead of trusting God's word, they want to go through the Bible and kind of uh, just kind of like in a supermarket, they pick out what they want and then they leave the rest instead of believing it all. And the thing is, you start leaving out one part of it, you've left out all of it, and you're back to where you're just trusting what people say and what people do instead of trusting in God. And ultimately, faith is trusting in God. Now then, I just want to read one particular line from the book of Hebrews this morning to kind of get us started here. And without faith... It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. There's a, an important truth here in this first part. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can't please God with your doubts. You can't please God with your uh, questioning his motives. You cannot please God with any of those things. And so the question that uh, I have for us this morning that we need to all be asking ourselves, we need to ask, am I living a life that pleases God? Am I living a life of faith. Now, here's the definition of faith. Faith is confidence or trust in a person or thing or the observance of an obligation from loyalty or fidelity to a person, promise, engagement, or a belief not based on proof. Or it may refer to a particular system of religious belief, such as in which uh, faith is a uh, confidence based on some degree of warrant. But I mentioned that last week, many people take Hebrews 11.1 1 as their definition of faith. And look at it again. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. And as I mentioned last week, this is not a definition of faith. It describes what happens if we have and exercise faith. We are confident in what we hope for or expect. We have an assurance, even if we're not able to see evidence of what we have put our faith in. Now that is a result or a fruit of faith. It is a byproduct of faith, not a definition of faith. Now let's face it, we really know 
what God wants from us deep down in our hearts. The Apostle Paul has said that even the unbelievers, God has written his law in their hearts. We know right from wrong, and we know what he has revealed to us in his word. Most of the time, when we have a moral choice to make, we know the answer. We know the answer because we know in our hearts right from wrong. With Abraham, who is our example of faith, we believe God, we trust God, and then we obey God when he tells us to do something or to not do something. And I want us to look at one particular test that Abraham faced this morning and to look at ourselves in the light of this and ask ourselves, are we living God-pleasing, faith-filled lives. God told Abraham to sacrifice his son to him. And that didn't make any sense to Abraham intellectually or spiritually and certainly not emotionally. But it says that Abraham believed God, he trusted in him, and he obeyed him. He took his son up the mountain He bound him to the altar. He raised his knife to kill his son. And then the angel stopped him. At this point in the account, most people hearing this story for the first time would be wondering, what was Abraham thinking? Well, we know what he was thinking because the Bible tells us. It says, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, and that's the most important word I want us to, or two words I want us to listen to, tested him. God tested Abraham. By faith, when God tested him, Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Now listen to this. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Do you see the faith that Abraham had? He believed God so much. He trusted God so much. He believed that if he obeyed God, God would raise his son back to life. Now, I think this helps us understand why Abraham is the example of faith in the Bible. If you read about Abraham, you'll see he was a flawed man. He had faults and failings, but he also had great faith. And God was able to build a nation from an old man and his wife because of that. God was able to do the impossible through them because of their faith. I mentioned this last week, that the thing that hinders the hand of God more than anything else is a lack of faith. One day Jesus went to his hometown where everyone knew him. 
And then we hear this sad statement in connection with that. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. I wonder if Jesus is amazed at our lack of faith sometime. I ask the question, am I living a life that pleases God? Are we living lives of faith? We're going into an annual conference this year, which is the uh, precursor of things to come this next year, whenever a special general conference will meet and they will decide whether our denomination is going to be one who really practices the Christian faith or one who tosses the Bible out the window and becomes just a humanistic organization. This is what we've come to. And we need to be praying that our leaders will make the right choice when it comes down to this. When the tests come, do we pass them? Do we pass them? When we're faced with those situations where it's clear what God wants of us, but it goes against what makes sense to us, when it goes against what we think we should do, when it goes against what we want to do, when it goes against our feelings, when it is going to be counter to what everybody else that matters to us would do or expects us to do, when you don't see how your needs can be met if you obey God, do you obey God or do you follow the way of unbelief? We only have two choices, faith or unbelief. And the way of faith is trusting, believing, and obeying God. That's the way of faith. The way of unbelief is distrusting, doubting, and opting, it, opting to do it your way and then just hoping somehow God will bless it. And I'm afraid that many people who name the name of Christ today are opting or choosing the way of unbelief. They distrust God. They don't think he knows what's best for them. They doubt his goodness. He wouldn't have put this in the Bible if uh, he was really a good God. So many different ways that they doubt. And then so many just opt to do things their way. And they'll even try to put it to a vote that their way is the right way instead of God's way. This is where we are today, folks. Obviously, in the last days, the Lord's coming soon. But you remember what he said, that when he returns, will he find faith? That was a question that Jesus asked. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? When the Son of Man comes, if he came tomorrow, what would he see in your life? What would your life be evidence of? Faith or unbelief? 
Which would he see in you? Which one does he see? And this is when we're going to wrap things up right now. When put to the test, Abraham believed God. He didn't just believe in God. He didn't just do lip service to God. He believed God. He believed that God's way was the best way, no matter how circumstances looked and no matter how hopeless it appeared that the outcome would be. He believed God. He acted in faith, obeying God. And you know what? That pleased God. Now, here's what I hope that you will take away with you this morning from all of this. The next time you're faced with the choice of acting in faith, that is trusting, believing, and obeying God, or choosing unbelief, distrusting God, doubting God, and opting to do it your way, and then hoping God will either forgive or bless, I hope you will see that it's more than just a choice that you're making at that moment. It's a test every time. And you're going to be facing this next week, test after test after test. You're going to have choice after choice after choice to make. You're going to have to make choices as to whether you lie or tell the truth, whether you uh, do the right thing or the wrong thing every day. This afternoon, you're going to be faced with a choice. Whenever you face that choice, I hope you will see it more than just a personal option. I hope you will see it as a test to show whether you're in the faith or not in the faith. I hope you'll start seeing all these times as tests. Tests that show that you really believe in God. Because if you're choosing the other way, I hope it'll also do this. I hope it will show you if you have no faith. Because it's whatever you're honest with yourself that you can come to the truth and you can come to faith. I hope you'll start seeing all these times at tests. Tests to show God that you really believe him. And let me tell you this, no matter how many times you have failed in the past, you can pass the one coming up. And in doing so, you can please God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.